or spiritual fast? Do you need help and guidance in order for you to achieve it? Well, you can't miss this opportunity. There is a free resource in our website where you can download and get all the tips for a successful fast. You can find this resource at mimi70.godatasites.com. It's a 10-page resource that's saving you more time and money. For verses to read during the 21 days of the fast, visit our website at mimi70.godatasites.com. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello fam. Welcome to my podcast. I know this podcast was long overdue, but hey, we're going to be talking about it. It's getting our families on the arc. I know I've been saying this for since Thursday last week that we're going to be talking about such a topic, but it's a very deep topic and to be honest, I also needed God's guidance with regards to it. Anyway, before um we get going, um, if you are a person who is fasting or are preparing for the fast of Daniel and you actually would like to know more or read more about the fast of Daniel, um, we have a free resource that I just published. It is available on my website. It is super free. It is super free. So, um, yeah, it's going to be f- so fun. So, um, basically, you can actually download it at mimi70.godedsites.com. Get it there. It is available. And if you want verses to read during the fast of Daniel, um, they are available on our website at mimi70.godedsites.com. Look for our blogs. If you have any questions, visit marinettefm96 at gmail.com. Anyway, today we are going to be talking about getting our families on the ark. Based on the question that says, how to deal with a partner that wants nothing to do with Christ. I have been married for what is almost two years, but throughout my marriage life, I have been trying to get my spouse to go to church. He used to go during our first few months of marriage. How do I get him back to church? This is a very deep topic, um, because partly because I also need my own guidance, but also because um, I'm not married. But the Holy Spirit revealed quite a lot while I was meditating on this for the past few days, and I'm going to be sharing that wisdom with you. All in all, um, this is me welcoming you to my podcast. We're going to start with prayer, because we cannot do anything without involving Christ. Close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you at this hour. Thank you so much for this opportunity that you have given us. Thank you so much for the beautiful life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be used by you. Because, Father, I am a sinner. I am filled with mistakes. And I do not deserve to be calling your name or to be preaching your word in any way, shape, or form. But you have called me and it is something I truly, truly appreciate. And thank you so, so, so much. May God, um, you are about to talk about a f- topic that um, has to do with our families. Because at the end of the day, we may be saved. But the salvation of the family matters too. Because you are family, Father. Open our spiritual understanding and our spiritual eyes that we may be able to hear your word. Use us and teach us how we can be great examples to our families and friends. In Jesus' name, Amen. 
guys, I have welcomed you to my podcast. Um, we are going to be talking about the seven steps of getting our families on the ark. By getting our families on the ark, we mean getting our families closer to God. We are going to start by the first step that says do not provoke them to anger. So, um, it is bedtime. Read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. But you're going to read Colossians chapter 3 verse 21 which says, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Sometimes we as Christians, we provoke our families. Like, we want them to come to church so bad and we see that they really need salvation from God. But they don't see that and they are in the clutches of the devil so you end up provoking them you say things like i don't know why i married you because you know you feel like um they don't want to go to church you know or you say things that provoke them to anger like that make them go against god you force them to go to church um you do threats you threaten them um or you shout at them every day like you don't want to go to church. And to them, that is not saving them. You're not saving their soul. You're not getting them to God by shouting at them, especially if that is your husband, especially if that is your elder daughter. Anyone who has passed the teen stage, you can't shout them to church. You can't shout them to church. You can't force them to church. Because even if they do go, they won't go for the salvation of their soul. They will be there as a quantity, but they will not be of quality. And they will not receive salvation because they're not there because they want to be there. You forced them. You shouted at them. You, lose, you understand my point. So the first thing is that God revealed to me about getting our families on the ark is we should not provoke them. We should not shout at them we should not oh we should also um not be violent towards them because you shouting at them doesn't doesn't just like to them it doesn't show them any difference between the person they meet maybe where they drink or the person they meet at church at, at work who doesn't go to church and now they won't see the need to go okay so the first thing is do not provoke them lest they become discouraged. The second part is be there for them in times of trouble. As uh, Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So this means that sometimes we as Christians, like maybe, God forbid, your husband goes out to drink when you are at church, or maybe your partner or maybe someone in your family while you are at church they're out clapping they're out drinking and now when they land into trouble because of that you are there like i told you so if you have went to church with me now you are actually not helping the situation and instead you are giving the devil more chances and you're giving him an advantage because now when they're in trouble they won't run to you you won't be able to say, okay, let's unite and pray together. God can bring a solution. You see, so you are not actually helping, but instead you're making it worse. So you should be there for them. Like when they're in trouble, even if they're in trouble because they do not listen to you when you say they should go to church, you should not 
use the I told you so card in that instance because you are fighting to get them from the devil. Now, when you use the I told you so card, you are getting them to the devil because the devil is going to convince them and be like, you're going to ask her from who? Emilia? No, no, no. She's going to judge you. She's from church. And she's going to be telling you about the church. It's going to be say, I told you so. So what is the use? Don't. You see? So the Bible says, just like iron sharpens iron, you should sharpen them. And when they're in trouble, don't use the fact that they don't want to go to church against them. Instead, bring God to them at that situation and say, let's unite and pray. God is going to make a difference. Even if it's a problem that seems big and you have no control over it, it's perfect. Unite and pray about it to God. And don't be like, after you say amen, okay, so Sunday you're going to church with me, right? No. Let it come to them naturally. Let God call them. Your job is to bring God to them, and God's job is to call them to church. You see? So, yeah. Now let's continue to the third step of it all. The third step to get your family to go to church is to show love. This is evidenced in the book of First John chapter 4, verse 20, which says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? This case does not say to them, to you, that you should show love to them only when they go to church. It says you should show love, generally show love. Because God is love, God is family. Love and family go hand in hand. You should not use the fact that they do not want to listen to you as an excuse for you to not love them. You may think that you are showing them love by forcing them to go to church. But that's the thing. When you're forcing them to go to the house of God, you are losing them. Instead, you should show love to them by praying for God to touch them. Also, you should show love to them by being gentle. You should not be, um, how can I say, violent and shout at them just because they don't want to go to church. That's not showing love. These people need to feel that you love them, that they may be able to reflect love to you. But if you love them, to shout at them, to show violence to them, you are pushing them far from God to the devil. So here, you need to show them love. You need to be gentle. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. You need to be gentle because one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is gentleness. You need to be gentle with them. You need to be kind. You need to be soft-spoken. If they are in trouble, talk to them nicely. Don't, um, what I'm trying to say is, I'm not saying don't invite them to church. Don't force them. They know that you go to church. And they want to see the fruits of you going to church. They want to see a difference between you and them. Why do you think most people, uh, most young people, find it hard to talk to their parents and they prefer to talk to friends that lead them astray? 
because there are certain things that a young person is facing that when they talk to their parents, their parents is going to shout at them, their parents is going to make it a big deal, it's going to make it a huge deal, and it becomes hard for that young person to be able, for you as a parent to be able to show that young person the right path, because she would rather open up to a complete stranger than you. That's what I've been trying to say, that you should show love to your family. You should not, and also, you should not think you are always right just because you go to church. If your husband, if your daughter, if your son, if your sister, if whoever you're listening to this podcast for, you should, you they if they come to you and say, you, um, you are on the wrong path or they don't like the way you speak don't be like it's because you're filled with demons demons don't go along with faith and no 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 no. you're losing them show them love let's continue the next one is practice tolerance and forgiveness this is found in the book of colossians chapter 3 verse 13 which says bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If every, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. We, um, if you go to church, there should be a difference between you and the person you are fighting to get to church. You should be able to tolerate them. What am I trying to say? You are fighting, you're asking them, let's go to church. And they are getting on your last nerve. And it's so hard to get them even to focus into one thing you say. And then now you get angry. You give them the silent treatment. You don't, you're not helping. Let me tell you something. The silent treatment is not helping. It never helps anyone. Just because you're angry at a person, not talking to them doesn't mean that they're going to realize they're wrong. Especially if you are fighting to get them out of the hands of the devil. That won't work. Because now, you are throwing them to the devil. You're not speaking, which is you're not giving them God. So what do you think the devil is going to do to their minds? Keep quiet? He has a lot to say. So he, he, the devil is going to speak to them while you are angry and the devil is going to cause them to do things to you often the things that will make you be angry be mad and give them the silent treatment almost every day but you know what the devil is going to do nah your wife is angry she's going to divorce you nah let's just go and drink alcohol and come back and talk to her uh she's like this yeah she's like that and You are actually introducing them to the devil. You should not, you should learn to tolerate them. I remember um, with this, I was talking to God the other day. My brother just made me so angry, so angry. So, so, and then I was so there, so angry. And then God was like, then God spoke to me and said, Emilia, what's wrong? And we're like, my father, I hate what my brother is doing. A part of me just wants to strangle him. And then, God spoke to me and said, forgive. And I'm like, but you saw what he did. And then like, "Mm, forgive. Because you annoy me every day. 
the things you do every day, they just make me angry, but I forgive you. So you should also learn to forgive your brother. You see? And yeah, actually, it is that kind of a thing. There should be a difference between the one who is spiritually mature, which is the one who goes to church, the one who reads the word, the one who hears the pastor, the one who prays. And there should be a difference between the people, his, your, your husband, your child, your sibling, whatever is going to meet outside. You should be able to tolerate them. And the more you are tolerating them, asking strength from God, obviously, because it's not easy, asking strength from God, obviously, to help you, you are bringing God to them because they're going to realize God one day is going to reach their conscience and say, but you've been torturing your wife. And she's been saying nothing about it. The least you could do is to just go to church and see why she has been pushing you to this place. You see, you've won. You give them the transcendent treatment, you shout at them. Eh, the devil is going to be like, thank you so much. Let's continue. The next one is provide for your family. Um, or do your do your or play your part. It is found in First Timothy chapter five verse eight. But if anyone does not provide for his own, especially those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So this means that it does it mean that you know you have to be like providing for a family like financially. Not always the case. Women a woman's job is to care for the family is to tender you need to provide a shoulder to cry on for your family you need to provide um a place of safety for your family your family needs to know that if emisha is home i have someone to talk to emisha is me i'm just just personalize it to you if you are home they have someone to talk to if they're going through a problem you ha- you are there for them you need to provide a warm a warm environment for them that they know that despite the fact that my mother goes to church and i don't i can reach out to her anytime i want to as a man and you're listening to this you need to provide to your for your family as god has given you the role to do so in the book of genesis that you should give your family food you should give your family a home you should give your family a household right and that is what God is saying here. You need to do your role. As a mother, you need to do your role. As a wife, you need to do your role. If you do not submit to your husband because he does not go to church and you do, he is better than you in distances. Because the Bible says, if you do not provide for your household, you are worse than an unbeliever. To continue. As a person who goes to church and prom- and knows the word of God, you need to promote unity in your family. Evidence of this is found in Psalms 133 verse 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. We need you as a person who goes to church. You should not divide your family. Even if it's just you alone going to church. There are, okay, there is division. I want to make this clear. There is division. There is protecting your salvation. Division is when your family wants to do what is right or your family does not get along and you condone it because of what they do. But 
like protecting your salvation is when your family wants to create something wants to do something that will interrupt the holy spirit in your life or take out the holy spirit in your life or what you know is wrong and and want you to be a part of it i'll make an example for africans there are those ceremonies where they make alcohol and everything and we know that i think i've read this first before that the bible says you should not get drunk in the wine of this world they create ceremonies um that will not feed you spiritually and the bible does say that we should not serve no other god by but god and also not feed blood to people who are not alive anymore the bible says that you know these things they are written in the word of god so now with that in mind if that is compromising your salvation, I would rather have my family against me than unite them against my salvation. Promoting unity is like if your son and your husband don't get along. Now you talk to them and, and try to get them to get along. But if your son goes to church and, and your husband does not get along with them because they don't drink together then you need to pray but you should not allow your family to be divided if your husband does not get along with his mother pray i like this pray and talk to them and talk to both of them so you can find common ground the family needs to be united and you should be the tool that god uses to unite them because let me tell you something let me tell you a deep secret if the devil cannot touch you because you have God in you, he won't sit down and say, ah, I failed to touch immediately now. What is next? Let me look for the next victim. No, oh, oh. He will say, oh, I can't touch immediately. Well, let's go to the family. And then they all go. The demons will fight in your family. And they will make sure that you see everything. And they will make sure that it hurts you. They'll make sure that it wounds you spiritually. Instead, you should pray. Pray for your family to be united, but also allow the Holy Spirit to use you to unite your family. Because on the other hand, most instances, sometimes, some families don't want to go to church because they say that church people, church people are too judgmental and church people um, divide their families. Jesus did say in his word that he is here to turn mother against daughter. Na, 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 na. You know, he's here to also to provide, to, to cause division. But if your family is divided because, because, not because of their differences in spiritual maturity, maybe because of something you once said, something maybe your husband said to his mother, now they don't get along, then you should promote unity. But if it has to do with maybe your husband is born of the Holy Spirit and does not want to be involved with what his extended family members are doing, then that makes sense. Then now that's where you have to pray for his extended family members to receive salvation. That's it. Let's continue. This verse is awfully familiar to those who listen to my uh, podcast. Um, it is First Timothy chapter 3 verse 4 to 5. Um, this verse you are reading it because the next step is to manage your family. You have to be able to have control over your family. Not control like be bossy, but you have to be able to manage your family. That is, you have to be able to um you have to be able to put them like 
in a way of your maybe your daughter you have to be able your daughter has to be disciplined and be able to obey you and stuff and stuff um let's read the bible it says um one who rules his his household well having the children in submission with all reverence for if a man does not know how to rule his own household how will he take care of the church of god most of the times we, um mothers we christians have so much hard time with our children and god understands that but god is saying if you can't control your own family how will you come to church form disciples um even if you, you don't have to be a preacher form disciples um or talk to church people and give people bring god to the people invite people to church if you can't manage your own family you get where i'm headed with this so what god is trying to say here yes the de- and that is what the devil has been using to be honest let's look at this like let's look at it like this the devil has been using this in this family in 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 the in our families he made people lose management of their families um like your children like your everything but let me teach you something that i have realized in this journey of faith whatever the devil is doing open the bible and show god his promise god said god said god you said to me i should train up a child in a way that he would go so that when he is old enough he won't depart from it that's what you said god but why is my child not listening to me why is my child like this but your word is like that my god why are you letting the devil do this to my child help me gain control over my child again because i have done my part now it's time for you to do your part. I don't know this beast that my child has turned into. You know, that is, should be a prayer as a mother. Whatever the devil does. When Jesus was tempted in the, de- in the desert, Jesus did not say to the devil, Devil man, get out of my way. No, he said, the, for, the, for it is written. You, sh- you two should be like, my God, it is written. This and this and this and that. Now why am I not seeing this and this and that? Not just in your family, but also in every other area of your life. So, you the best way to regain management over a child is to read the bible the best way to regain management over a husband over whoever who is whom god has given to you to help him save their souls is to know the word know the word so that is what i'm trying to say that managing your family but also know the word know the word um, those are the seven steps. Now here, the piece of advice that I would like to give you is found also in the Bible. The advice I want to give you is found in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 2 which says, A devout man and one who feared God, all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. So what happens here is, even with job, let me tell you something. The secret to getting your family in the hands of God is to pray and give. Love is giving. And I think if we would get that through our skulls, that love is giving, love is not talking. Love is giving. I'm going to talk about this topic soon that I was asked. And I'm, and I'm just going to tell you what love really is. But love is giving. 
love is sacrifice. God gave. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. Love is giving. If you love a person you give, if you enter a relationship because you want to be happy, you want the person to make you happy, then you don't love that person. You want to be loved, but you're not willing to love. Love is giving. But also, if you love your family, you need to give. But not just to your family, to the poor as well. Because at the end of the day, God is found to th- in those people as well. God's word needs to be fulfilled in your life. But also, you also need to be faithful in your tithe. Be faithful in your offerings. And give. Give to the poor. If you open your hand, God can be able to give you blessings. But if your hand your hand is clenched like a fist, then trust me, where is God going to pour the blessing? So like the Bible said, this man gave generously. Generosity. Also offered to God. Not just financially. Offered to God to save his souls. Offered to God to do things for him. Don't just give money. Money. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your money. You can keep your money to yourself, but God needs your soul. Give God your soul. And also pray, pray. People, pray for your families. Sometimes the answers to all the problems you're facing would be to close your eyes and pray. But I also remember what my pastor said to me. I think it was this Sunday, if not Saturday. He said, it was in a meeting, but I was there too. He said to us that there are demons that... Do not need you to pray. And there are situations where you don't need to pray. Prayer is not all, it's not the answer for everything. It's not always the answer for everything. Some demons want you to fast. Some things want you to fast. Some things just want you to act. So most instances, if you just keep praying, Oh God, help me. Oh God, help me. Oh God, help me. Day and night, day and night, day and night. And that's your life. You're not going to win the battle. Act. I remember there was a testimony from a pastor from my church. I'm so sorry, guys. I listen to the pastor too much so that I can be able to give you food as well. Um, There was a prayer from, there was a testimony of one of the pastors in my church. And he was saying that he didn't want to go to church. He didn't like church. So his sister used to go. So the sister would come back and tell him that, ah, you know, you know, um, so-and-so, church this is what happened this is what happened and he used to be annoyed at that because he knew where it was going until one day the sister came home and said nothing about church acted no more than said nothing about church and then there he was waiting for his sister to say something and he realized that nah he's she's not saying anything so he let time pass time passed and then after after a while this was eating him up and he asked sister what happened at your church and then the sister spoke you see, so the sister used to talk to him about church and the devil used to love the fact that he's being pursued. But until Jesus, until he, the sister kept quiet, then God started working in his thought that, ah, I will, like, I'm used to hearing this. So now why am I not hearing it today? You know, and that's how he got interested in going to church. And I hope this testimony is going to help you with me. I grew up in the church, so. <laughs> it's hard really to say what really but i also had a time in my life i don't want to go to church but what helped me is because i was in the church all along even though i didn't want to go to church sometimes but my mom would force me until i ultimately took a decision to love god 
not the church not the house not the building but love god so i hope this will really help you guys i know how hard it is when it comes to family i been praying for my extended family members for almost all my life and i hope that god will really want to help us with the families because at the end of the day we don't want to be raptured alone we don't want our families to face the great tribulation we want them to be with us in paradise so let's close our eyes in prayer father in the name of jesus i hope that this message has reached the person that it has supposed to reach Help them, my father. Help their families. Help them. Help their husbands who don't want to go to church. Help their children who don't want to go to church. Or any other family members that caused them to be listening to this podcast at this moment. If none of them, if their whole family goes to church, don't allow them to be one more person in the church. But be one more person in your church. Which is one more person you're going to rapture as well. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for your time. Um, I want. I'm um, also the Holy Spirit inspired me to do um a blog where I give you 21 uh, verses to read in preparation for a spiritual fast. But also, I've been thinking. Um, but I'm also gonna consult God about that, of having a moment in my podcast where we just talk about the Holy Spirit. We seek the Holy Spirit throughout. Um. We're just going to seek the Holy Spirit, spend time seeking the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you how to seek the Holy Spirit. But I need God's approval. I can't do anything without God approving it. So, God bless you.